Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. And in this episode, we're reviewing Disney's Wish. I'm Tim Ifland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. Now, Wish is set in the magical kingdom of Rosas, where a girl named Asha makes a wish so powerful that it is answered by a troublemaking star. Together, Asha and Star confront the ruler of Rosas to save her community and prove that when the will of one courageous human connects with the magic of the stars, wondrous things can happen. Wish is directed by Chris Buck, who brought us Frozen and Frozen 2, and Fawn Vera Sunthorn, who was the head of story on Raya and the Last Dragon. The screenplay for Wish is by Buck, Jennifer Lee, and Alison Moore, and it stars Ariana DeBose. Chris Pine, Alan Tudyk, and many more. So let's start with uh, the story of Wish, Tim, because this is built on Disney's legacy. Mm. This film comes from a hundred-year celebration of Disney films, and it shows throughout, you know, that this is what's captivated and drawn us to Disney films for a century now. It's all the magical possibilities that come with the Wish come with that beautiful universal idea of wishing upon a star, Mm. which even though it is universal, I feel like Disney own that as a thing, right? (laughs) As a piece of IP almost. They own everything else. So why not that too? 
why not throw that into the in the mix? <laughs> it's like the kitchen sink. Like you said, this is like a homage to Disney's incredible legacy as a leader in animation mm. uh, and storytelling for now a century. Wish is Disney's 62nd animated film, which is just an incredible feat in of itself, isn't it? 62, did you say? 62. 62. Yes. There you go. Well, what do they need to rehash things for then? <laughs> because there are no original stories, Lee. <laughs> There's none left. <laughs> There's none left. Well, going back to the star, Wish brings this icon, this star, the wishing star, into physical being, doesn't it? It brings mm. this star that's been a thoroughfare of all these Disney films for, you know, decades and decades and decades into reality, a physical being. Yes. So from Geppetto, you know, in Pinocchio, Mm. wishing upon a star and, you know, Moana talking to the stars, all Mm. these sorts of things, this sort of like legacy, this peppering of how stars and wishing and longing for something is Mm. kind of filtered into what they've kind of then accumulated Mm. into this new animated adventure. But the star actually doesn't grant wishes in this film, Mm. not literally. It's more like a muse to inspire and bring hope and encouragement to Asha to follow her own dreams. Yeah, that's correct. And just to build on that, the star doesn't have its own voice. It's like it's a silent star. Mm. So, uh, again, Disney just have this monopoly on creating these little side hustle characters, little bit characters that are just marketing gold, right? So this (laughs) cute little star bouncing around, inspiring, and I guess – serving as a vessel of of your own inner voice and finding the words and the encouragement that you need to do what you ultimately could do all along, but just getting that little leg up. I can see the plushie now. (laughs) It's in your Christmas stocking (laughs) this year, Lee, no doubt. And wish (laughs) ultimately is about what it means to make a wish and chase your Mm. dreams, but to have help doing it, which is a kind of a twist, I guess, on it, that, that in Disney films, when you wish upon a star, this magical thing happens that your wish comes true through the power of, of magic, something mystical. Mm. Um, in this one, there is that kind of mystical element, but it, it's very much about making it happen for yourself. Yeah, and there are a lot of barriers, right, for people's wishes to come true in the kingdom of Rosa. So you have a townspeople who offer up their wishes to the king for safekeeping with the hope that one day he will grant them. Mm. So he just holds on to all these wishes. He takes them off them. So there's there's not a burden for them, in, in his words, a burden them for things that they cannot achieve, of pursuing things that are too hard. But the sad thing about them offering up their wishes to be held safe and hopefully one day granted is that they forget what their heart's Mm. desire is. It's gone from their consciousness. So they're living a life that is wonderful in this kingdom that he has created. But uh, there's a lot of heart missing because people don't know what they've wished and that's actually quite sad, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. On the surface, it seems like this beautiful thing that he's doing for people by taking away the pain of of wishes unfulfilled. But really it's about taking away their choices Mm. and whether that's right or wrong. And that's where Asha comes in when she discovers this. She wants people to have the choice. She's fighting for people's choice. You know, speaking of the city of Rosas, you know, Disney are quite smart in their marketing when they want to reach a large audience, right? So the city of Rosas is this multicultural location set in the Iberian Peninsula, which is sort of Spain, Portugal, Northern Africa kind of area, mm-hmm. where people of all races come together to live in harmony and have their wishes come true. Now, is that a little bit cynical of me that, you know, that they're bringing this multicultural nation to 
creation to hit all these target demographics? Or is that really cynical of me? Look, I think you already know the answer to that. I think it is a little cynical, but I mean, that's how we're encouraged to look at the world, right? Because people are being encouraged and rightly so to, to say more diverse stories, yeah. right? But 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 when you try, pepper it with so many other things, it's like, where is the focus? What are you trying to say? Are you just yeah. trying to appease and please everybody? I think we're in wish they kind of get away with that multicultural society with everywhere you look, there's a different culture, which is really beautiful to see, is because people are traveling from all around the world to come to this kingdom because of what the king offers. So it's like an invitation for many, many walks of life Mm. to actually live and reside there. So I think that's how they kind of get away with it. And and you can maybe maybe turn down the cynical dial just (laughs) a little bit, maybe. Well, I'm going to turn it back up for just a second because I want to talk about all the Easter eggs that are in this film. We're not going to reveal them all, but there is so many references to Disney's previous films, mainly the original classics. Mm. There really is too many to list. There's like Cinderella's dress, Peter Pan, Cinderella's transformation into a ball gown. Like Asha does this transformation and her arms move in exactly the same way that Cinderella moves when she transforms, if you notice that. Uh-huh. They've got Sleeping Beauty in there. You've got Bambi. You've got all, all the classics. Snow White, like, you know, Asha's friends are the seven dwarves. It's all, That's right. Yeah, it's all in there. But I guess your enjoyment of this film is going to come depending on how you view that. Mm. Is it beautiful nostalgia or is it mining old Disney parts and being over the top, stuffing it all in? Like, what do you think? Oh, look, I think it's the the latter. Even though I didn't really mind it that much, this kind of fun injection of nostalgia and familiarity throughout, it was a little on the nose. But if you put it in context, it's an animated film that is being released in the 100th anniversary of Disney. Mm. It's about wishing on a star for goodness sake. They kind of almost couldn't avoid it and maybe they reveled in it a little bit too much. How did it sit with you? Was it a bit uh, uncomfortable, a bit gross? I don't know. Use another word. No, I fell on the other side of the fence actually. That's something I didn't mind. It's been a big criticism of the film but I actually didn't mind Mm. it because I loved seeing all the little Easter eggs and I'm a big Disney fan generally. So I, I loved seeing all those old original films. Like I grew up with those films and it's just, I mean, yeah. not, not when they came out originally. <laughs> <laughs> what, you weren't alive in 1937? Yeah, no. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it, mm. um, but I can see how it could be over the top because we talked about uh, Ghostbusters some time ago when they, when they rebooted Ghostbusters and how many Easter eggs and callbacks they shoved into that film and it just felt a little mm. overstuffed. Yeah. This one, I, I didn't feel it. I didn't mind. I, I want to ask you about your expectations going into this film. Did you feel like you knew much about it? W- was the marketing strong enough for you? Were you pleasantly surprised at the other end of it? I'm mm. just curious about your sort of like experience leading up to the movie and then how you felt uh, at the end. Well, once again, they, they downplayed the musical elements of this film because there's something like yeah. seven original songs in it. Mm-hmm, that's right. My criticisms come from the story itself. And while I liked what they were trying to do, the story takes time to find its groove. Mm-hmm. I found this, the beginning moved very slow and wasn't all that engaging. And then it starts to become fun and carries you away around about the point when her sidekick starts talking. The gorgeous yeah. little goat, Valentino, which we'll talk about, voiced by Alan Tudyk. 
And then also when Chris Pine gets his big musical number, that's when things really start mm. to take off. So so basically you're saying that when the animals were able to start speaking and then when the villain became more villainous is when you're like, excellent, great, yeah. this is the movie I signed up for. Which is disappointing because we really should be getting behind this new Disney princess, Asha, voiced mm. by Ariana DeBose. And she's incredible. Her vocal talents are absolutely amazing. But as a character... I wasn't all that invested in her. Oh, really? See, yeah. I quite I was quite invested in Asha. I was excited by her tenacious energy and her yearning for her family and wanting to do things right mm. when she came into learning the truth. I was quite invested in in her plight. And I do think that it has a lot to do with Ariana DeBose's vocal work and how she was able to carry the songs and the lyrics through that. So mm. I guess I'm, I'm on a, a different side of the fence there for, for Asha, from, for me. Yeah, I think it just took a while to get going and that, that beginning part of the story is all her, really. Mm. So I mean, that's what I put it down to, that it, it just I just wasn't invested in that character. So let's delve a little deeper into the characters then, Lee, while we're talking about them. Mm. We have Asha, who we've mentioned was voiced by Ariana DeBose. She's like a sharp-witted idealist. As I mentioned, family means everything to her and she mm. loves her friends. So w- when was the point where you felt more connected with her than in the movie for you? I don't know that I did, to be honest. Oh, like at all? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Ariana DeBose is a beautiful singer and as I said, her vocal performance is flawless. I just think the character itself didn't really reach the heights of, of Disney princess heroines that we've seen come before her. And maybe that's a really high mm. bar to clear these days. Now, help me understand, you keep calling her a Disney princess. Mm. Uh, did I miss something? Is she a Disney princess or no. is it just more like a universal thing you just I'm just using in? that as a collective term to point towards the lead character. Right, yeah. I got it. I was thought like, God, did I have a micro sleep and miss the point where she became a princess? <laughs> I thought no. I missed the whole plot point. She's not a, a literal princess. I just mean Disney heroine. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. I just really, really, really want to talk about Chris Pine. <laughs> Can we just let's talk about it. Chris Pine, please? Please, let's go. Uh, he plays King Magnifico, who, of course, is the villain of the piece. We've seen him in Don't Worry Darling and Dungeons and Dragons. He nails this voice performance. Doesn't he? Charismatic. But then he slides into this hunger for power and then he's really pathetic and manipulative towards the end. Like he just nails every facet of this character. I I love your use of the word pathetic in describing Mm. him towards the end because it is true. I mean, it's the unraveling of a narcissistic showman show off, right, who's quite vain. Yeah. You know, his intentions seem noble on the surface, but underneath he just wants power and control. And I totally agree. I was so excited to experience Chris Pine in a role like this because he is so charismatic and, and full of energy in his live action work. And I feel like he he went hell for leather yeah. in this and, and absolutely reveled in it. And I think what I enjoyed so much about this character as well is that this is one of the best Disney villains that we've seen in a Disney film for a long while mm. in the way that, A, he's animated – like beautiful animation and I can't wait to talk about that. Like it's very Maleficent, the way he was animated and the colours they used and the angles they used and even the song that he had. What was the song called again? Uh, This is the Thanks I Get. Mm. Great song, really, really great song. As I said, the voice acting, it just all comes together really well and I was so behind this character. You just love a villain, right? Just How good are villains in in movies and and even in animated films, right? But like I said, it just felt very classic. It felt very iconic. It felt very Disney villain. 
So in their homage and this sort of movie serving as a vessel of a legacy film, you feel like they really nailed the Disney villain piece yeah, of it all. absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about Valentino, who's voiced by Alan Tudyk. <laughs> I love him too. I have to say, God, I love him in everything he does. He's so good. We've seen him in, in Dodgeball as Steve the Pirate. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Uh, he was in Frozen as the Duke. He's in uh, Moana right. as the chicken. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who doesn't say anything, <laughs> really. What an icon. What a legend. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, one of the things that I quite liked about Valentino as a character, as a goat in, in the literal sense, mm. is that he wore pajamas. And <laughs> I, I just think yeah. that was just a really cute little addition to this little side character yep. with, with a lot of a lot of things to say, a lot of things to do. And he's adorably cute because he's also like, is it was it three weeks old or three days old or something? Like he's, he's a brand new baby goat. Yes. But he has this incredible deep voice, which is just <laughs> yeah. so funny. Which I feel like is a trope of just animation in general, but something that... Uh, lightning strikes more than once in the bottle for Disney is their way of personifying animated characters, especially animals. Giving animals a voice is is really exciting and fun. Yeah. When you then give this suspectingly cute animal this really deep, pompous <laughs> voice. Well, I don't know if that's what it yeah. was. Probably a terrible interpretation. But it's just fun. It's just really, really fun. Yeah, I actually thought it was voiced by um, Patrick Stewart before – before I knew that it was Alan oh, yeah. Tudyk. He sounds very much like Patrick Stewart. Yeah. And some some of his lines are very baseline childish humour. Like there's a lot of butt jokes in there. But delivered with Tudyk's <laughs> right. unmistakable comic timing, it just, it's pure perfection. When we went to the premiere a couple of weeks ago uh, from recording right now, friends, we're with families, we're with kids watching this movie. And I tell you what, there's just something about butt jokes with kids <laughs> that just always slap. They always land. They're yeah. just the best to watch it with young kids because they're just so much funnier than they should be. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Oh, Can we talk about the animation as well? Because, God, it is gorgeous. And I said this to you when we saw a preview of this film in IMAX and I was like, look mm. at her freckles. And I was obsessed with it even watching this film on the normal cinema screen. Like the detail is incredible. It feels like you're watching a watercolour storybook come to life. It's a perfect way of describing it. It really, really took me by surprise mm. at how beautiful and layered, both nostalgic, familiar and fresh and new that it felt. It yeah. was absolutely captivating on the big screen. Yep, it feels two-dimensional but also like it's been CGI rendered, like it, it's like yes. reading an old fairy tale book. Like you've pulled it off the shelf when you were a kid, you open it up and there's beautiful like watercolour images to go with the story, like one of those kind of mm. old fairy tale books. Yeah, it, it was it was like those films of many, many decades ago where they had those gorgeous matte paintings that created the world behind yeah. what was in camera which is um, it gives it that depth perception but a really unique experience. And th this film leans into that but has a real fresh injection mm. uh, of energy and using technology to its advantage to offer old and new as, as one product, yeah. which is quite a beautiful, again, homage to what Disney Animation have achieved over the decades, kind of a la Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Pinocchio and Dumbo, but then more mm. recent work in like Moana and Frozen, just like this big mm. explosion injection of, of their look, their signature look, just somehow feeling fresh 
even 62 films in. Yeah, it's like they know that they have to go back to the drawing board almost and and evoke that nostalgia Mm -hmm. and the beginnings of animation to make us feel something again for that time gone by, I guess. Yeah. And then they've also got this beautiful line work on top of the watercolour style just to make it that bit sharper. And like I said, I was Mm -hmm. obsessed with the freckles. (laughs) Just absolutely obsessed with the freckles. They were so cute. Ash's freckles, yes. Yeah, but just the way they're like they're just dots, but geez, they would <laughs> I'm probably minimizing How can dots elicit <laughs> such an emotion. Oh, you're a talented animator, are you? How's your dot work? I worked for two years on Ash's freckles on her face. Yeah. That was I was the freckle animator. <laughs> Honestly, but that's what it is. They 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 like yeah. they're the hair animators, the freckle animators. There's probably a toenail animator, who knows? We talked about it already, but there's just so many callbacks in the story and the animation and the design to old Disney movies. Even the star itself is a nod to Mickey Mouse with the heart-shaped face mask that he's got. He's got like a little white heart and that's very Mickey Mouse. Beautiful familiarity in it. Mm. Can we talk about the music of the film, Mm. Lee? Because is it even a Disney animated film if they don't break into song several times throughout (laughs) the movie? And I mean, if we talk about legacy, like we have a few times in this episode, Disney are known for their classic original songs in their films. They have won 16 Oscars for best original song throughout their their time on earth, which is an incredible achievement. They've been nominated for many, many, many more. So there's a lot of expectation around the sound of their animated movies. How did you resonate with the music? Yeah, well, like I said, the beginning of it uh, takes a while to get started. So I wasn't super keen on the first couple of songs. I mean, look, I'm saying that. It was it was entertaining enough, but I just really wasn't feeling it. I wasn't really going along for the ride until I got to This Is The Thanks I Get, which is just stomp your feet, get riled up, catchy fun. And it just mm-hmm. further accentuates this character's devolution into fully-fledged villain And then we get this great song called I'm a Star, which is really good as well. It's like a big ensemble piece and knowing what I know now as well, which is a really, really good one. It's got a good pace and a good energy to it. So, yeah, the second half of the film I think really was was better than the first, to be honest. Yeah, fair. I mean, that's that second, third act peak in in the story. I'm going to say I'm a Star, that musical number with all the animals. I mean, that is pure Disney magic, Mm. isn't it? There were some big, powerful ballads in this movie, just echo knowing what I know now and this wish, really, really Mm. emotive songs. I actually was really surprised by how much I enjoyed the music in this. I went in with quite low expectations in this movie for whatever reason and I was quite accepting and happy to be swept up in this movie, both visually and through its music. So Mm. uh, Julia Michaels and Benjamin Rice did a a really incredible job in doing their music and lyrics. They did, they did. I don't think it's going to be an Oscar winner, although maybe This Is The Thanks I Get might be up there. I don't know. That was I was really keen on that song. Look, it's it's almost a guarantee that if there's been a Disney movie out in the year, especially in animation, that at least one of them nabs like an Oscar nomination for Best Original Song. But at this point in time, if you look at the Golden Globes, Lee, yeah. Barbie has three of the five nominations in the original song category. Yeah. So I just don't think there's room for Disney this year for some reason. I mean, come on. I'm just Ken. If that doesn't win, my name's not Lee Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Or do we have to change the name of the podcast then? Yeah, Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Gosh, rebrand. Yeah. No, I, th- I think I'm just Ken has a huge, huge chance of winning. Yeah, it sounds utterly mad, but I actually think you're on the money there, Lee. (laughs) 
Shall we wrap up our review of Wish, Tim? Yeah, let's do that, my Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Friend, Wish is an uplifting and entertaining animation from the masters of the craft, Disney. It is not only a homage and legacy film for the iconic studio, but a fresh and original take on a universal story about the power of wishes in our place in the world. The animation, as we've mentioned, is sublime, and Ariana DeBose is sensational as Usher, with her powerhouse vocals guiding us through a fun and powerful story of one woman's determination to unite and save her kingdom. This is definitely worth checking out on the big screen with your family this holiday season. I'm going to rate Wish three and a half popcorn kernels. Well, I mean, Tim, can we truly call Wish an original if it's made from the same cloth of so many of their old films? I mean, which are in turn... <laughs> <Claws> out. <laughs> yeah, they're also taken from fairy tales. So is it original? I don't know. Wish is a solidly entertaining way to celebrate Disney's 100th anniversary, though, and although it doesn't reach the dizzying heights of the House of Mouse's most beloved originals, its value will depend on whether you're a Disney enthusiast or are exhausted by their constant need to cannibalise their own intellectual property. I think it was fun, if a little uneven and thin in the story department. I'm going to give Wish three and a half popcorn kernels out of five. Right, there we go, friends. Wish is in Australian cinemas from December 26th, or Boxing Day, as we call it, down under. A great school holiday watch. Absolutely. As always, friends, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. We have a website, popcornpodcast.com. Make sure you check it out. We've got all our episodes up there for you. If you'd like to get to know us a little better, there's an About Us section and we run ticket giveaways. So keep an eye on the website for more information. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.